Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Long Distance Work-Life Podcast. My name is Wayne Tremell. This is a Marissa-less episode, which is an interesting challenge because she is becoming quite the little rock star and the day will come when she puts me on a nice flow and pushes me out to sea and runs this joint. But until that happens, I am happy to be part of the show. We help people understand, thrive, survive this crazy world of remote and hybrid work. And today I am really, really, really happy to talk to our guest, Suzanne Lucas. She is better known as the evil HR lady. And we're going to look at some of the HR issues associated with remote work that maybe we either haven't thought about or are in complete denial about. So joining us from Basel, Switzerland, which sounds just far too cool, is Suzanne Lucas. Hi, Suzanne, how are you? I am splendid, how are you? You are indeed splendid. I am. Uh, I have enjoyed your work for so so long. I love I the fact like that you, forever. I, I love the fact that you call, called yourself the evil HR lady. Uh, HR people are not actually evil, but what is the role of HR? Well, HR is is not there to be your friend, but it's also not there to be your boss's friend. HR is there to make sure that uh, the boss doesn't end up in jail or court. There's not a lot of things that will send you to jail at work, but it is possible. Um, that's basically HR's main function. And then all of the other things, yes, the development, the recruitment, the um, compliance and all of that, those are all good things. But the main role is let's keep the company out of trouble. All right. And of course, you have the Evil HR Lady blog and you write for all kinds of folks. And if you are not following her on LinkedIn, you jolly well should. Uh, and, and you were telling me your Facebook group is like crazy big. Yeah, it's got 24,000 people in it now. 90% um, or so are HR professionals. The other 10% are people managers. We don't want you in if you're not HR or people manager. Um, and it's a great interactive group. Um, we are very, very active and it's, um, it's, a fantastic place if you are an HR professional or a people manager. Well, let's talk about HR professionals and people managers for a moment. I haven't talked to you in many, 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 many years. Many years. Uh, doesn't mean I don't follow and read you. And here's the thing. When the world came to a screeching halt, let's call it St. Patty's Day of 2020, which is kind of when it happened. Um, what kind of HR issues arose with people working from home that maybe nobody had planned for? There's so many things that people hadn't planned for. Um, one of which is that remote working is different than working together. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. And you need different tools and you need to manage differently. A training becomes a huge problem on remote work. Um, so that all became a very, very, very big issue. And then combine that with uh, the need to lay people off and restructure and all of that 
it was kind of a mess. But when you say when, when you say that uh, training, for example, what kinds of things needed to be trained that maybe got glossed over? So when everyone went home after St. Patrick's Day, um, everybody was already trained. Like you already knew your business, you knew what you were doing, all of those things. You knew the company culture, right? But as you start to hire new people from the outside, a lot of that stuff you pick up through observation. Like this is how we defer to the boss or how we don't defer to the boss, or this is how long it's legit to take a lunch break for, or should I eat at my desk or not? And those things are vary from company to company. Um, you know, I worked for a company where the CEO went by Danny and I went for a company where the CEO went by Mr. Pousseau. Like those things are, are things that you just, you pick up along the way and you watch through observation. And there's not a lot of observation when everyone's working independently. And that's okay for a lot of seasoned professionals. You know, I know how to behave in a workplace setting. You know how to behave in a workplace setting. Not saying that whether I choose to or not is a completely different issue. Right. But we know how. Right. You're you're a new grad. You've never worked in a in a real professional setting. You 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 know, did an internship or you worked at Burger King or whatever. And you're basically on your own in a remote workforce. Um, you know, sure, you can have Zoom up all day and everybody's on it, but that's still different. You don't get all of those things that you get through observation. And, um, you know, it, it's, you also don't, but the, but the observation Yes, if I'm in a meeting, I see how that meeting is run. But if you're at an office, you also see meetings that you're not invited to. And you get a little bit of flavor for what that is. And you see how teams interact and what's appropriate and what's not. And in, an, in a remote environment, all of that has to be explicitly taught. And businesses, they're still not ready to do that. They still don't recognize that need. Yeah, we're talking to a lot of clients right now uh, who are doing their training budgets for next year. And they say to me with a perfectly straight face, oh, we've done remote training and now we're moving on. And I'm like, really? You don't really? say? Yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Uh, <laughs> what? I mean, if we look at training and we look at all this kind of thing, these are the check mark things, right? We need to do this. Sure. What kinds of issues arose that were really serious? I mean, what what kinds of what we think of as HR issues were hiding under the rocks? Well, one of those things. Um is that when everyone went home, um, sexual harassers went home too. Uh, people that discriminated on the basis of race went home too. And they turned all of their tactics online. And um, again, that whole observation piece goes away. I don't overhear you having a conversation in the hall that might be inappropriate because I don't get to overhear you at all. Um, on the other side of that, there is no such thing as 
a private text conversation. So you and I, we have the same boss. We hate the boss. I can pull you aside in the kitchen or in the hallway. We can look around, see when's no one's there. And we have a little conversation about how much we hate the boss, right? That's how it worked in the office. Now, when everyone's at home, I'm doing it um, via instant message or whatever tool you use, right? So you and I are texting back and forth. Oh, the boss is such a weenie, right? There's no privacy, anything that goes through your work computer, not a thing. And so the boss can access all of those chats. Um, the IT department can access it. Do they do that? Not all the time. Some places do, but there's no privacy anymore. Um, and, and people weren't prepared for that either. Um, this, this whole electronic monitoring of everything. And some managers went completely bonkers. Um, there was a bank in Canada that would take a snapshot using your, your camera on your laptop every 10 minutes. And if you weren't at your desk when they took the snapshot, then they would dock your pay by 10 minutes. That's illegal in the U.S., by the way. Not the picture taking, that's legal, but the docking the pay that way. Um, I don't know anything about Canadian law. Um, but that's, you know. Apparently neither did that bank. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Uh, it's fascinating because this whole idea of monitor, you know, if we think about HR's role is setting the rules for how stuff works and how you get paid and what you get in trouble for and, and all of that. As we move to a more hybrid environment, though, where you might be at your desk, but it might not be at the same time as other people that you work with, what's the conversation in HR circles? How do we, how are we going to get our mitts around that? Uh, well, hybrid is my favorite way to work. Hands down, hybrid is the number one best because it has the best of both worlds in that I don't have to commute every day. Um, you know, I can have the washing machine repairman come and I don't have to take PTO to do that. Um, I can have a little bit more family time or whatever. And then I'm also in the office where I can be more easily mentored, where I can mentor others more easily, um, where some of those teamwork things can be really important. So ground statement, I'm a huge, huge hybrid fan. But you've got a lot of conflict going on between people like me who are like, yay, hybrid, and, um, and people that are like, no, I want 100% remote. And businesses have to come to terms with where do we draw the line? Do we say you just do what you want to do? Or do we say you have to be in and we know that we're going to lose some people that way? Um, several businesses have made the decision to be all in and they've lost people, but there are people that like to go into the office. Um, and there's quite a few people actually that like to go into the office. Uh, the, the work from home people are the loudest. But one of the things I like to point out is that your blissful work from home life is only possible because so many people are willing to go in. Um, it's, I think that's really important. Uh, I think that 
we've kind of the pendulum keeps swinging right the company wants this and then the people want this and they're going to whine and cry and complain if you don't let them work from home i'm being facetious a little bit uh but it, it boils down to what's best for the organization right how are they going to work so that they keep the doors open and make money and serve their customers and all of that good stuff and that's going to be kind of a messy negotiation for a while, isn't it? It is definitely a messy negotiation for a while. Um, and it will continue to be a messy negotiation because businesses have to kind of figure out what works for them. You know, you'll always hear cited, oh, yes, everybody's productivity goes up when they work from home. But not everybody's productivity goes up and not every industry and not every every business. And you see like Elon Musk, who said at Tesla, we're a manufacturing company. So the accountants, the finance people, the marketing people, the HR people, their whole purpose is to support manufacturing and manufacturing has to be done on site. So I want everybody else in 40 hours a week, people freaked out, but I agree with him because the job of Tesla is to build cars. I mean, I'm, I'm going to make that assumption, but I know they do other things, but mainly they're build cars and if those cars don't get built, it doesn't matter how genius the marketing plans are. It doesn't matter how good they are with finances. If the cars don't get built, no one gets paid. So the whole purpose of finance, marketing, HR is to support those people working the assembly line, right? Or the people designing the cars that have to be there in the office. And you have this tension and the white collar workforce saying, but I want to work from home. Well, your job is to support this blue collar workforce. So you need to be there them the you, you've mentioned already that there, there are certain things that we know are issues right training cultural fit process that kind of stuff looking down the road what are the hr issues i mean we're looking at digital nomads and we're looking at um flex time and we're looking at all of these kinds of of things that are looming and happening, but we haven't really got our mitts around them. What are the two or three HR issues that you see that you want to grab, you know, employers by the lapels figuratively and say, you have to pay attention to this? <laughs> well, I want to grab employers by the lapels and employees by the lapels for two separate things. For the employers, they have to pay attention. Um, one of the things that we have today that we didn't, you know, back when you and I were mere babies in the corporate world, um, and that's social media. And today, every single one of your employees has a voice and they can go viral like that and you can't control it. You know, it used to be that if there was going to be any press about your business, the journalist would only speak to the public relations person. Everybody else was told to be quiet. It's not how it goes now. Um, now there's TikToks of people being fired or doing what they're doing after being fired or whatever. And there's never the full story and you look bad as an employer. So employers need to really pay attention to what the people want. And you're also seeing even as as hiring is going down and we talk about having a labor shortage, there is no such thing as a labor shortage in most professions. It's that 
entry level physical labor, there's a, a, a labor shortage. Everywhere else, there's not, but we'd like to think there is. And candidates are still going into interviews with that attitude of there's a labor shortage, you need me more than I need you. And um, they're being demanding. And that's great. I support that 100%. Go in and say what you want, be what you want. Um, you know, that is awesome. Companies need to realize that one of the things that companies are fighting back with was is this whole um, salary transparency thing. Um, they'll go to great lengths to avoid sharing salaries. Well, that is ending. California just passed legislation to require it to be um, on on all job postings. New York City has it on all job postings. Cal Colorado has it on all job postings. When you got New York, New York City and California, the rest of the country will follow. Um, the people, you need to pay attention to people. On the other hand, employees, listen, you want to do it your way, you go out and start your own business. I started my own business. You started your own business. If we can do it, anybody can do it. Um, well, you know, because we're geniuses. I'm not entirely sure I'm crazy about the way you said that, but you are <laughs> not wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong. You can, anybody can do it if they, if they want to. And as a matter of fact, you can even do your business and register it in Estonia. I just learned this yesterday. They have an e-visa that you can register your business in Estonia and live anywhere. Anyway, um, if you don't give in to what the boss wants, you're going to find yourself without a job. And the other thing is a lot of people are like, oh, they just do that because they had to suffer. Somewhat of, of that is true, but some of it is because they know it works. And they know that if I see you every day and you observe my behavior and you see how I interact, you'll learn how to manage like I do. When you're just remote, it's really, really hard. You don't see the boss's interaction with anybody else other than yourself. Um, mentorship becomes only this formal thing. We're going to meet once a month for an hour on Zoom and we're both going to sit there and sip our tea while we mentor. Mentorship in a face-to-face in -face business is much more interactive. And you're going to find people that are like, hey, why am I not getting promoted? Why am I not moving up the ladder? Why is he moving up the ladder, you racist, sexist, whatever? And the answer is going to be because whoever it is that's moving up is the one that's been going into the office and has been busting their buns and demonstrating to, to the leadership what they can do. And we're imperfect people. So you can say, yeah, but my work was better, but they didn't see you do it. Well, and, and that's, that's why in our in our work, certainly in long distance teammate, we talk a lot about ethical visibility. Right? Yeah, if you're tough. not going to be in the office, you jolly well better be visible to your teammates and your manager. Um, Suzanne, there is so much that we <laughs> could geek out about. How do folks find you if they are looking for you in a healthy, normal social <laughs> media kind of way? Um, you can find me on Twitter. I am real evil HR lady on Twitter. You can find me on LinkedIn as Suzanne Lucas, and you can find my Facebook group, which is evil HR lady. And of course, if you Google evil HR lady, I will pop up and um, I'm easy to find that way. And we will have links to all of those good things on our page, the long distance work life, where you can also put in questions 
for Marissa and I. We do Q&A sessions fairly regularly that become podcast episodes. Uh, if you are interested in learning more about remote leadership and those kinds of things, drop by longdistanceworklife.com. We have a four-part video series called Demystifying Remote Work that I hope and trust you'll enjoy. And of course, you can reach Marissa and I, Wayne, at kevineikenberry.com. Marissa at kevineikenberry.com. Suzanne Lucas, it is so good to talk to you. Thank you very much, evil HR lady. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Keep the weasels at bay. We will see you again soon. You know the rules about podcasts. Like and subscribe. Uh, I know we whine and complain and ask you to do that, but that's so others can find us and great folks like Suzanne. Uh, thank you, everybody. Have a great, great day, and we'll see you again on the Long Distance Work Life.